joining me now. Scott, I was just giving a scouting report on Duke. I was hoping you could hear some of that, seeing if Proctor could get back in there and kind of looking at their lineup a little bit. I thought you would appreciate me kind of taking a peek at what the Blue Devils have been doing lately. How are you, sir? Well, I'm doing well. What, tell me what stuff I need to know about the Blue Devils. Yeah, they're they're shorter than they used to be. They were big, looming <laughs> big dudes last year. Yeah, and I think Shire wants to play fast. He wants to move this thing a little bit more. So uh, that that'll be interesting. I love the I do like their guards, but this I was just trying to read about uh, Proctor a little bit. Roach has been shooting the ball well, but. Uh, well, Scott, how how is Madison Square Garden? You're in New York. What's I know you you got you. I bet knowing you, you're going to have some very tough practices considering what happened Saturday. I know how you react to things like that. What um, what's been the reaction and and uh, what how's the how how's New York so far? Well, for, first and foremost, if uh, you're not upset when you get embarrassed, um, then you're probably not a good uh, athlete, coach, all of the above. So. Uh, it's a competitive game, and no one likes to uh, not play well, perform well. Uh, the, the first 20 minutes, we were we were we were thoroughly embarrassed, and Michigan State had a lot to do with it. A lot of times, everybody says you look at yourself and say we were terrible, but they don't give the opponent enough credit. And Michigan mm-hmm. State was tremendous, and they deserve a lot of the credit. Um, I think they were uh, five of this five of those guys had played against us in the battle for Atlantis. And um, they they were they were excited to get some revenge on that. And um, mm-hmm. besides that, they were they were in a desperate situation, and they played like a desperate team. Um, we played like a team that wasn't desperate. So uh, first first eleven days off, I, I did a bad job scheduling. I should have made sure we had a game in between there. I should have made sure we scrimmaged a little bit more and weren't as rusty. Um, but at the end of the day, they deserve the credit for the way they played. We were much better in the second half, still not what uh, uh, what we want and um, not enough to overcome the deficit that we had. Uh, the great thing is, unlike football, you don't have to wait a week to play. Mm-hmm. And you're, in sports, you're only as good as your last game. So we're trash last game. Hopefully we can be better after this game. What were you like at halftime, and how much did, did any player try to step forward and say anything, or were you the only one talking in there? I think uh, uh, if you have a team that is a bunch of competitors, um, then they're going to feel um, what needs to be felt. And uh, that's why we like this group. They're, they're winners. They're used to winning. They don't like to lose. Um we had a great practice today, um, and obviously sometimes you got to put your hand on the stove and get burned to understand you can't put your hand on the stove. So uh, we, you get better in, in, in success, but you also get better in, in, in adversity. And sometimes you need the adversity in the, in the, the valleys to, 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 to know the urgency to improve and uh, know what areas you need to improve on. And the great thing about playing – Programs like Duke and Michigan State, I mean, you're going to, if there's areas that you're not uh, uh, up to par or not a lead in, you're going to, you're going to find them because um, you will get embarrassed. 
I would say you worked on the effort, but also maybe just the level of force that you play with. I, I know those lobs and, and everything had to start bothering you, especially any straight line drives. I would think you'd want to get that out of your team system. What was the – in the practice – what was I'm sure you worked on several things, but what was mm-hmm. the? I think it starts with defense, and I have to think mm-hmm. that was an area you really dug in on. Well, it, 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 offensively, we were we were not strong with the ball, and and we didn't value it like we needed to. Twenty one turnovers that put mm-hmm. our defense in a tough predicament to begin with because there is no defense when it's one on hole break or two on ones, three on twos. You're not gonna you're not gonna be successful most of the time. So. Uh, our turnovers killed us, um, uh, but that's where you break down every part of the game because actually our transition defense on makes and misses is the best it's been. We're two and one against Michigan State, and ironically, that was the best we've been in our transition defense. So we need to keep that part up, not turn it over and give them the easy mm-hmm. ones. And then, and then uh, um, first half, besides our turnovers, we weren't making shots. But going into the game, we're the sixth best offensive rebounding team in the country and that that was uh really uh uh disheartening um our effort on the glass and uh again uh, michigan state deserves a lot of the credit they were more physical blocked us out we didn't get second chance opportunities like we normally do and because of that um we didn't have any points and mm-hmm. uh se- second half uh we made a lot more shots took better care of it um, but still, uh, on the on the offensive glass, we weren't how we've been the first nine games of the season. And then defensively rebounding, we thought we made some strides there. That that was not the case as well. So uh, we understand the importance of the glass, and and obviously Michigan State dominated us there. That's a tough crowd, too. I mean, they were into it everywhere you look, like Steve Smith or somebody. I know Mateen Cleaves and those guys couldn't play. But, I mean, it was kind of a crowd. Like you said, it was a desperate y'all, – y'all ran into a buzzsaw is really what happened. It, it Four and five, they had not played that well. They desperately needed to win. And you're right. There was a lot of confluence and some bad things. But, again, like you said, you got a lot of games to make that up. You had something similar – happened against Marquette when you and it weirdly yeah. it happened in NBA arena now y'all played great at Barkley yeah. so it can't just be the NBA arena but um I would imagine you know you'll you know like you say you learn you live and learn and maybe the scheduling will be different the, the weird thing Scott was those lobs I at the end of the first half I, I just was like why are they you know you guys love to go down low when you get in trouble I've seen that over the years and I think that's a great strategy but they were just like those balls were just being thrown into nowhere, and I and and I know that had to tick you off because it just wasn't. It was just kind of indiscriminate, to use an old Bill Parcells word. Well, a lot of a lot of them weren't into nowhere. A lot of them were into Michigan State's hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Just, just the wrong team's hands. So, but 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 uh, um, I mean, one thing one thing uh, coaches understand takes a team to win, and uh, your first road game. Uh, you can talk about it, but you have to feel it. And I mean, you get 15,000 fans and, and then you, you feed the beast by uh, our bad play and give them highlight dunks to get them more excited, more excited. Um, that, that's, uh, that momentum is, is really, really critical. And again, that's where um, playing in front of the home crowd, playing in the pavilion, um, that, that does help 
you look across the board, uh, I bet you if you do a research, the first road game uh, Power 5 programs play, look at what the record is. And even if they go to a mid-major, like Auburn's a great team. They went to where Appalachian State lost. I mean, it's it's hard, that, that to, and especially with um, – with guys that uh, uh, haven't been through that. And I look at uh, our roster. I mean, um, most of our guys haven't played Michigan State. The only one that had was John, and he didn't play. So, I mean, that, those experiences are, are, are valuable, and, and that's where the next time we play on opponent's sport doesn't guarantee success, but you learn. Uh, and I think we all learn. I mean, um, you tell your, your, your kids all you want, um, don't put your hand on the stove. But once they get mm-hmm. that, that burn, they, 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 they don't put their hand on the stove. Yeah, and um, what about this um, Duke team? Um, you've looked at them, Filipowski. We're talking about it a little smaller than they were without Lively down there. He was a great rim defender. They may not have the great rim protectors, but they can shoot the ball. And some great three-point shooters on this team. What have you seen in your film study of Duke as you get ready to try to bounce back Wednesday? I think it starts with Filipowski. I mean, he's a player of the year candidate for a reason. And um, you're right, he doesn't have Lively there, but he still has 19 blocks in 10 games. That means it's two a game. And then and then Mark Mitchell's a great athlete. And mm. um, you put you put those two, um, it, it makes it tough to, to score around the rim. That's why they got uh, one of the better defenses in the nation. Uh, their guard play. Uh, Jeremy Roach, a four-year starter uh, at Duke, Baylor, Kentucky. Those things, those guys are valuable. And uh, um, 15 points a game, he's scoring, and 50% from three, 17 for 34. So he's somebody that uh, has been in big games, been in big environments, been successful, takes care of the ball, three-to-one assist to turnover ratio guy. Um, so uh, those two guys – uh, uh, Roach on the perimeter, Filipowski inside, outside, uh, really uh, uh, are the catalyst to what they do. Typical Duke team. Um, they're, they're talented. They got some younger guys. One thing Coach Shire's done is uh, uh, recruit a lot of guys who can really shoot the ball. So uh, um, they get a lot of assisted threes uh, and they don't turn it over much. Uh, sixth or seventh uh, fewest turnovers in the country. And that's Real tribute to him because anytime you got younger guys that value the ball like that, that's impressive. All right, what about Madison Square Garden? Do you talk to your guys a little bit about the uh, history? Or just in New York, you're at Barclays, though, doesn't have what Madison Square Garden, the history, of course. Uh, do you tell them about Willis Reed? Do you go? Do you talk about some of the all-time Knicks? I mean, it is a storied building, and it's a really neat opportunity. Yeah, the, the great thing is. Um, uh, Madison Square Garden doesn't need to be told about, and I mean that in uh, uh, all positive sincerityness and like sincereness. Like uh, everybody has visions and dreams of playing in uh, the mecca of basketball. So um, the guys, the guys are excited. They're fired up. Um, we're blessed to be able to make two trips to New York. You got uh, uh, great media exposure, national TV, elite game. And, uh, uh, I mean, we are the winningest Power 5 program in the last four years. I think Duke's fourth, fifth or something. So, I mean, you got two programs, a lot of success. All right. I knew the other day it was a bad sign, by the way, when the kid did the court slap. It reminded me of the old Duke. 
Um, you know, Hurley and them, you remember the court slap that they would do? And, and that would kind of, I saw that Sissico or Sissoko do a court slap, Scott. And that, that, that to me was a, that was not a great sign. Well, it wasn't a great sign to you. I didn't like the offensive rebound put back before that. (laughs) (laughs) That led to that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But uh, you're right. I mean, sometimes you never know how the kids are going to react. Hopefully they'll bounce back, and and I think they will. And uh, it's going to be – it's going to be interesting. I mean, your big guys, especially the boards, the pride, you know, they're going to take in it and all. I mean, it'll be a tremendous matchup. I know I'll be there. A lot of Baylor people coming. You know Duke's going to have a big showing there. That game at UConn and somebody played recently, man, that looked big time on TV. So I'm really hoping Wednesday. A lot of Bears are making the trip. You know, Duke's got a lot of bandwagon front runner type fans uh, but very loyal fans, I should say, and they'll be there. But I, I just think the atmosphere is going to be pretty special. Well, they, they call this Cameron North for a reason. Duke fans show up, but mm-hmm. uh, talking to Matt Johnson, we have a great contingent of Baylor fans showing up, uh, uh, well over a 1,000. So um, that means uh, uh, a lot of people probably remember that 2010 game, and um, it is a uh, it is the, the Christmas holiday, so – if you love basketball, you love shopping, you love food, uh, no better place to do it than New York. Let's go, baby. All right. That's where I got engaged, by the way, underneath the Rockefeller Center tree right there in New York. Take the, take the, take the kids over there. Take the players over. Show them the old Rockefeller Center tree, all right? That's, that's, a, big Mosley, uh, that's a big Mosley family place. And watch out, by the way, the Brotherhood jerseys. The Duke Brotherhood jerseys rumored to be broken out on Wednesday with the Gothic lettering. Okay, that's just uh, that news just crossed my desk. Well, appreciate the uh, uh, update on that one. You have a safe trip out here, and uh, <laughs> I, I should know only you would go big like that in the engagement. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's where that's where it happened. It was not followed by any typical New York fashion. Nobody even paid the attention, right? I mean, there I am on my knee, and everybody's just like, oh, whatever, let's move on with our lives. Scott, I appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you in uh, in New York. Well, thank you and all the Baylor fans making the trip out here. Safe travels. Appreciate you. Hopefully we give you a lot to cheer for. All right, there you go. Scott Drew, Baylor head men's basketball coach. And um, Scott, I mean, that did not uh, – he did not mess around there. I, I like uh, – I like that straightforward approach. I mean, I, 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 I know they had a long layoff and all of that, but uh, he talked about the embarrassment, and then Aaron used the word trash. That's not like, that's not totally like Scott. I've, I've, I've known him now over twenty years and spent a lot of time with him. Um, you don't usually hear him refer to a performance. Like that. You might hear other coaches, but he called it trash and um, had a lot to say about it. Wow. Okay. So, Scott, uh, I think that was probably a spirited practice today, and then they'll move on, and the Duke Blue Devils and the Bears will get together on Wednesday. And uh, good to have uh, John Morris there. I'll be there during, doing the show, and uh, ESPN Central Texas will be well represented. All right, um, Aaron, let's continue on. Let's do, golly, 
I mean, all the Sunday headlines. Um, we've lost our friend Stephanie. We knew it would happen. We knew she would go, you know, <laughs> looking for She's looking for greener pastures. Eyes. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I hope Scott's <laughs> got his eye on that situation. But um, no, she just found a better fit, and um, and that's okay. I mean, at least in her opinion. Um, we will do 